Welcome to Focused Fire Chat. Explore together. Welcome back for the 12th installment of our Extra Lore series, recorded live on March 1st, 2017 on Twitch.tv. Big shout out to the chat here. Thank you so much for spending your evening with us. Our topic for this chat is going to be an exploration of the Kingdom Hearts series. This is your host, Blue Crew 86 Alongside me, we have the man who, it has been said, has the voice that launched the thousand ships, Justin Sane 0516. Justin... What are your thoughts on the topic tonight? Well, you know, nothing quite captures my heart like this brilliant kingdom of... I've never played Kingdom Hearts, and it's always intrigued me. Um, So what you're saying is you're a nobody. Yes. That was rough, but yeah, pretty much. Well, you, you game reference. I'm delightfully irreverent. Some people say I'm fun at parties, but yes, no, I've never played Kingdom Hearts. It's I I do like how they like bring all the different um, franchises together, and I'm really interested to see how that's reconciled story wise. So awesome! We also have our resident Gunter Extraordinaire, Green Eyed Music Lover. Green, how's uh how's everything going? And what are your thoughts on the topic? It's going well. Uh, this I was telling you earlier, and tell the everybody at home that this was actually the game that got me back into video games. I played on Super Nintendo growing up in 64 and then set that aside for a long time. And it was probably about eight years later, I finally picked back up uh, PlayStation. A friend of mine had it. And this was the game series that I played first. First series of games that I played kind of continuously and finished all of them. So I'm pretty excited about tonight. Not as super excited as our awesome guest host coming on here but i'm i'm pretty pumped for it ready to talk about some mickey good so so our basically what i hear is that justin and i will be the silent peanut gallery as usual for these and uh well let's let's false i won't be silent okay fair enough i will not i will not be silenced (laughs) So, of course, for these topics, we always want to make sure we have someone who is well-versed in the lore of these different games. So it is with pleasure that I welcome back Demigod257, or as we know him, Josh. Josh, how's everything going for you tonight? Oh, everything is, uh, everything's pretty good. Nice. Can you let us know where people can find you again, and what got you into the Kingdom Hearts series? Uh, you guys can find me on the Discord chat, or you guys can find me on Twitter at Dr. Lore Josh. Um, and how I even got into the series, the series came out when I was in elementary school. A friend of mine used to bring the strategy guide to Kingdom Hearts 2 with him every day. So occasionally I would look through it, and I found it to be you know kind of interesting. I was not really a big gamer back then. Uh, the most that I had done was maybe a lot of time playing Medal of Honor. And uh, it was, I don't know. I played the second game at his house. Uh, I ended up buying the second game. I didn't play the first game until much, much later. But uh, I've played every I've played every game in the Kingdom Hearts series. Um, and if you know the Kingdom Hearts series, that requires buying a lot of different consoles and platforms and mm-hmm. uh, playing the game on so many different 
form. So uh, I'm excited now that everything is uh, easily accessible for everyone if you have a PlayStation. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. Everyone, if you have a PlayStation. Before we start off the chat, however, I do have a few housekeeping notes. In our last Extra Lore episode, we discussed the Legend of Zelda series. If you missed that and have any interest in hearing our thoughts, please be sure to check out www.focusfirechat.com for archives of all previous chats, as well as links to all our various other pages. If you don't mind, please give us some feedback on iTunes to let us know how we're doing. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny and other games. With the Extra Lore series, we delve into a game series other than Destiny for a full month, giving our group a chance to get a feel for the other games that our community loves to play. We try to stream a recap of this month-long conversation in the first week of each month. Please be sure to give us some support to the other podcasts in the Guardian Radio Network found at theguardiansofdestiny.com. These include Guardian Radio, the official podcast for the Guardians of Destiny, Guardian One, Ghost and Echoes, which also has the Destiny audio grimoire, and the network's newest edition, Paragon Radio. Our next extra lore is going to be a discussion on the Portal series. Be sure sure to jump into the Discord server and weigh in on that one. With that, Demi, would you kindly start us off with a general summary of the information that we have about Kingdom Hearts? Uh, General. Hmm. (laughs) Do you want to just start with uh, what a Kingdom Heart is? Um, Sure. So... (laughs) <laughs> the heart of a kingdom. Um, a kingdom Not quite. <sighs> a kingdom hearts as an entity uh is pretty much the core of the universe and a series of kingdom hearts. Um it is where everything is derived from and it essentially where everything returns to uh upon quote unquote death. Um and uh, across the game series, there have been attempts to access Kingdom Hearts or to recreate Kingdom Hearts in some way, but uh, Kingdom Hearts is sort of like this lost power in the universe. Um, and as of yet, there is there's no real form of Kingdom Hearts. Uh, the only way that it's ever been referenced is in the heart-shaped moon that mm-hmm. appears throughout a couple games. But it is the life source for everything in the universe. It is the power source for everything in the universe. And it is what uh, the villains of the universe are attempting to seek for whatever reason that might be. Another thing we should probably address pretty much right off the bat is what hearts kind of represent in the game. Because the whole purpose of the heart is it's different than what we normally think of it as. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, the heart mythology that's in Kingdom Hearts is pretty much central to the entire series. Um, generally speaking, it is a matter of strength of heart, which is just a theme that you know is is around the entire Kingdom Hearts. Within your heart, you tend to there's a balance between you get the duality idea that happens in almost every game. And every single heart has both light and darkness. 
almost every single heart. There's only a few exceptions. And the hearts themselves kind of represent the soul of the person. Um, Yeah. And what's interesting about that is when, when you look into a person's heart for the most part, the heart actually takes the form of a platform and a platform is a reflection of the, of the person's soul of the person's identity. So most people who are familiar with the kingdom Hearts series know that at the beginning of every game, there is a quote unquote dive into the heart scenario where the person is uh, given a tutorial of how the game works, but at the same time they are being introduced into a, or they are being introduced to the main character's heart. So Sora's station, as it's called in the series, uh, usually has a picture of himself, uh, sometimes in a sleeping position. And around him will be those individuals most significant to him in his. So, uh, and every, every character has a different heart model or a different Mm -hmm. heart station. And I think, We've only seen a couple of them in game, but we know that we know that everyone's is unique. And recently, Square Enix had a I forget they might have had an expo or something, um, but they were selling these stained glass clocks, and each clock was actually a reflection of another person's heart. So, outside of the game you can always go and search what everybody's individual heart looks like. Those are reflections of the people's souls, and they could even change at some points, uh, depending on the character's own evolution, the strength or weakness of their heart, or just as they grow as a person throughout the series. Right. And as far as the general synopsis throughout the whole game, the basic premise is there's two different sides the light side and the dark side which are represented primarily by two different characters who are trying to decide what the best way to get to kingdom hearts is what in some respects the dark side guy is trying to kind of get there by force and the light side realizes that it's something that's naturally and you get multiple characters throughout multiple would you say multiverse type thing it's all like one universe but lots of different world multi-world yeah, there's it's it can be confusing. Oh yeah. Uh, and when I was when I was building the mind map for the uh for the realms that are in Kingdom Hearts, uh I had to go back and do some research just to make sure I was getting everything correct. Um but and this probably should have been something we stated at the beginning. Uh Kingdom Hearts is a mix of Square Enix and Disney. So and Final it is, Fantasy and Disney. Like. Yeah. And it is score. It's probably Square Enix's second biggest game series outside of the general Final Fantasy franchise. Um, and so, every game introduces a whole Disney worlds. Uh, iconic Disney characters are all over the place. I mean, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy are staples. Mm-hmm. Um, Mickey, Mickey's as well as bad one guys. Of the, I thought Mickey was one of the main ones, wasn't it? I've only he played parts of the extent. first one. Um, he's a master, is it Keyblade? Master yeah, Keyblade Bear? he's a Keyblade Master. So, he is kind of a, he's kind of a staple, but he's not always there. He's kind of this mysterious character that goes off things without you. Mm-hmm. But he's also essential to the story. 
the ones that you really interact with most of the time are going to be Goofy and uh, Donald. Right. Yes. Because Mickey was like, uh, from what I, again, from what I remember from the very limited gameplay I've had, uh, he was like a king, wasn't he? So Mickey is the king of the dis of the world that is called the Disney Castle. Okay. Or, okay. And and its surrounding lands. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess in some way we could consider him the king of the Disney characters, but every Disney character resides in their own world for the most part. Uh, so all of the each Disney universe. So you have like made universe. Not. Yeah. Miniverse. Um, yeah, I mean, you have like like Olympus Coliseum is uh, reflective of Hercules, and so all the characters from the Hercules film come from Olympus Coliseum. Uh, you have Atlantica for Little Mermaid, and uh, the Beast. The yeah, the Beast. I can't remember Beast Castle. Not not all of them are. Not all of them have creative names. Right. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, chronologically speaking when you first meet stitch he comes from deep space which is just a reference to the very beginning of the lilo and stitch film so mm-hmm. you know uh but yeah there's different levels uh there's you know the disney worlds are all uh are all found in the realm of light which is gen uh generally the heroic realm you might say it's where all of the heroes come from it's where a couple of the villains even come from as well. Maleficent. Um, yes, Maleficent as well. I mean, even uh, even villains from the Disney worlds will still come from the realm of light, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is the realm of darkness, which is uh, by definition the opposite, but it's degradation and the destruction of all of pretty much any world. Um, and it consists of dark beings called heartless, which are essentially the darkness of a person's heart made form. Uh, there's, so, in my opinion, there's kind of a misnomer between some of the enemy names in this game because they don't entirely mean what they say. You can't take of, them literally. Yeah. So, what happens when you somebody dies in the game, like a a a name person most of the time um, they lose essentially part of their heart and become what's called the heartless. So they become like these, they're not quite zombie like in their things, but they're mindless primal beings and they just act on instinct. And most of the time what they're trying to do is get more light. So they're going to try to come after you. So yeah, a heartless, can you return a heartless to a, heart to i don't know what would whatever uh, what for a, their original what yeah to their original form uh it's possible there are so for the most part heartless are just they are beings made of consumed hearts but there is there's a single method to return a person back to their original form and that's by releasing their heart quote unquote uh through the use of a keyblade and the keyblade is not only meant to attract heartless because the ops or the inverse effect of a keyblade is 
the person who wields a keyblade is constantly under threat of the heartless because the heartless know that it is in some way a danger to them, Mm -hmm. but the keyblade can also release them. And so if a heart is released, it has the possibility of restoring the person to its original form or being sent away off to kingdom hearts. And kingdom kingdom hearts being the center. Yeah. Sort of afterlife thing. Right. It's the somewhat heaven esque model in this game. And there's technically, if we're, we're going to get into some of the technical stuff already, it's there's technically three different Kingdom Hearts. There's the man, Kingdom of, or the what is it, the Kingdom of Man? There are Hearts of Man, and then there's a different one, and then the main Kingdom Hearts, which is the Moon one that we. Time, that's getting into some of like the super. That's getting into some of like the DS type stuff. That's yeah. I mean, hey, if you ever want to post P on me Discord, I'll cut to do that. <laughs> um, but general stuff here. Uh, but yeah. As far as let's see here, storyline goes, do we want to kind of break into a little yeah. bit of the story? I th- I think that's probably. I mean, I think. That's a pretty good. I mean, is there any other glaring aspects of this that of the universe that would be necessary to understand the story at this point? Well, uh, do you want to talk about the picture, Josh? The general consensus of what Kingdom Hearts is. That um. <laughs> yeah, general, general. Um, so. There is, within the community of Kingdom Hearts fans, there is a running joke of everyone in everyone in the series is an imitation of one of two characters. The main character of the series is Sora, and he's a young boy who gains access to the Keyblade. And throughout these, I think it's like eight, eight or nine games now... Uh, throughout these games, he is developing into a Keyblade Master and into someone who is going to uh, defend the Realm of Light. There are a number of characters, however, that are derivative of his existence or who have been connected in such a way that uh, his existence would not even be had they not been. Right. Wow, I'm confusing myself now that I'm saying. So this. so so the personalities are kind of fragments of each other. Sort of. It's yes like and no. Reincarnations in some respects, but not actually reincarnated. There's pieces of soul that jumps from people to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yeah, there's so for for Sorf, um he he is himself. I, I'm, this is going to get really confusing, and I'm really sorry for everybody who's listening. Um, Sora is the one. He's the prime, let's say. Okay. After him, there came about a being called Roxas. Roxas is technically, you can say, his negative. Okay. There is also... Uh, there is also a person that was created off of Sora's memories... And she, 
she came out of Sora and Roxas. This is it, it's in the mind map. Yeah, she was created using data. Basically, she's a a carbon copy, essentially, but not actually. She's a female, not a male, and just created using the data from Sora himself. Yeah. She's okay. actually really important. Um, so you have those three. Now, before Sora's existence, you had a character called Ventus. And when Ventus suffered from a certain traumatic injury, his heart, his soul, was somehow able to resonate with the newly born Sora. And this was across worlds and dimensions. It it all it seems very providential that um but because they connected upon his death, Ventus was allowed to exist within Sora. God, I don't know how I did this mind map not on the yeah. Okay. I mean well I mean like they kinda so I so there, there's a there's a kind of a causal loop connecting everything that makes it right. makes everything necessary, but not necessarily predetermined. And there's yes. a, yeah, there's a lot of red okay. that happened in the game, and <clears throat> a lot of things where they just had to finagle things, make them fit. Well, um, I mean, when you're blending this many different individual world individual stories together, that that's not a surprise. Uh, who right. who was uh, who was the girl? Was uh, her her name, name is Shion. Okay, Shion X I O N. <laughs> also, if you didn't know, Roxas is uh, his name is just a rearranging of Sora with the addition of an X, and that the the naming scheme in this game is actually very important because it tells how some characters relate to other characters. A girl. That's a. Uh, That's the Kyrie, isn't it? Yeah, Kyrie. Kyrie. Well, Kyrie, the... Kyrie is the third of that group. Mm-hmm. She's the best friend slash love interest slash all those other things. Oh, good lord! <laughs> also, so isn't she... Kyrie the one that was made from memories, though? Or no, not? no, Shion is made from memories. <sighs> uh, but her appearance is based off of Kyrie. Okay. So yeah. Um so story wise story wise, let's take a big step back and say let's look at the basic story arc of the I guess of the I can't really say main games because there's not really well, they're all kind of so, they're all main games, I think. Let's approach it from Kingdom Hearts one, Kingdom Hearts two. Not even touch any of the auxiliary games for now. Yeah, so those are the ones most people will be most familiar with, I think. And and all the auxiliary games will uh, inevitably infer the entire story that's going on with this saga. So with the first two Kingdom Hearts games, uh, you have Sora leaving his world, and he's on a journey to find his two Riku and Kyrie. And in the process, he gets brought into this dynamic battle that's going on between the Heartless, which have been progressively consuming and destroying all worlds in the Realm of Light, and 
growing into being this guardian figure for the realm of light of which there are less than a handful of currently. Um, and the other, the only other one at the time of the first game being Mickey who doesn't appear until the very end. Mm-hmm. When the second game comes in, Sora has since achieved the goal of the first game, but because of some circumstances, he has yet to reunite or he's yet to find his friends. And so in this game, he's trying to reunite with them. But in the process of reuniting with them, he finds himself sort of tackling the same enemy in a different guise. And so the enemy is also doing something similar where he is also trying to gain access to Kingdom Hearts to achieve whatever goal that might be. And in the end of that game, he does finally reunite. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he, um, the, in kingdom hearts Two, the main antagonist, the organization 13, we find out in the game has abducted Kyrie, and then Sora has to basically do organization 13's bidding a little bit to get her back in some ways. And it's, it, it, it's super convoluted, but he does eventually get that reunites with her and Riku. And then they actually go after organization 13 a little bit. So that's the simplest way to go through the first, (laughs) those two games. Um, I got to say the, the, the greatest part about this is, Green and I are stressing because we're trying to not, we're trying to make it as simple as possible. <laughs> Lou, your there's... face is awesome. <laughs> Sorry. I just sent, I just sent them in our, in our discord chat, I'm a face of just absolute and utter confusion. So, okay. so uh, blue, I want to remind you that when I did, but, and by the way, whenever there's extra lore and, and apparently it's something that I am on, I don't just dominate the chat. I make a whole wiki page out of the it's true. chat. It's true. I'm looking at I'm looking and at the Kingdom Hearts wiki. Thing. I'm looking at the Kingdom's Heart wiki. Our Discord chat is longer than this. It is. And I I just want you to know that everything that I did was off of memory. That's terrifying. That's the, that's the scary part. <laughs> um yeah. So as far as the confusion with the different people that could take a whole episode in and of itself to explain what's mm-hmm. going on there with the the split hearts and somebody's heart getting repaired and all sorts of stuff. So that one, I would suggest we don't dive into too much. Just know that Sora is trying to find his friends and his friends are getting wrapped up into some pretty deep, uh, deep things going on in the game. And by Finding his friends, there's a lot of backstory that goes on with both of them. Finding his friends, saving his friends, and then him and his friends go to fight the bad guys. I mean, that's the bare bones, basic, basic, basic cliff notes. Yeah, I mean, from from the perspective of the of the player and of Sora, really, it, it almost seems like unfortunate circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he spends the the main titles are about reuniting with his friends and all the auxiliaries titles are explaining all of the other characters. Who, okay. 
Okay. Sora then needs to save. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay, so so I'm looking I'm looking at a brief summary of the first game, right? And it's exactly I mean it's it's at its core, at its core, the basic game seems I mean it, it's a basic adventure game, right? You know, he it's Sora and I'm just going off this little summary right here. It's Sora and it's his adventures. Uh, apparently his homeworld is destroyed. Yay, by sinister creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's attempting to restore that and get back with his friends. And then that that adventure gives him contact with, you know, all the characters that you meet in the first game, which it looks like is Disney films and Final Fantasy yet for this game. Um, mm-hmm. And then I see here, yeah, it says that there's a, there's chronologically, this follows uh, Birth by Sleep and takes place before Chain of Memories, which I'm assuming is kind of what, Josh, you were saying, uh, games that kind of explain the other, yeah, the other characters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think... The nice thing with this game, this series, is you could literally play Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts Happy with all the information that you've gotten. Mm-hmm. I yeah, because I remember I remember I played like the first half of the first game because I, I don't I don't have a PlayStation. Um so I played the first half on a friend's PlayStation and I don't I remember like the game I mean it wasn't like I wasn't getting hit in the head with a sledgehammer with information. It was pretty but but at the same time there wasn't anything that was like why is this happening? Like everything was really pretty self explanatory and all that. So, um, right. let's see. It's it, not until you play the auxiliaries that it really gets super convoluted. Right. I can totally, yeah, I th- totally say that. I think when, uh, I, I think it's definitely, you know, you can play kingdom Hearts. I Obviously you can play the first game and it really doesn't matter if you mm-hmm. played the previous games in the chronology. Um, if you played kingdom hearts two and you hadn't played chain of memories. And this was, again, this was back when kingdom Hearts one came out. The next year, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories came out. It was on a different platform, but it came out the next year. And then the year after that was Kingdom Hearts 2. If you, Kingdom, didn't, yeah. if you didn't play Chain of Memories, but you played Kingdom Hearts 2, you might have a few questions. Like, it's Organization 13. Why are we missing seven people? Oh, that okay, wouldn't, yeah. That okay. wouldn't kill your experience. Right. But it no. would make, it, it would it make you like, think, yeah. what happened to those seven people? Right, because it looks like Kingdoms Heart Two, where it, it is a it's a. I see what you're saying. It's it's actually considered the third game, and it is yeah. a mm-hmm. direct sequel to Chain of Memories. Yes, exactly. Okay, and the only ones that are numbered are the ones that come about on consoles first. Okay, um, because Kingdom Hearts One, obviously, that was on the PS2. Kingdom Hearts Two was on the PS2. Kingdom Hearts Three, after almost a millennia will eventually come out and that'll be on PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. All so, the other auxiliary tracks. Oh, so they're actually coming to the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. So the um, other thing that goes on within um oh gosh, I just lost my train of thought because I looked up. Go on. Never mind. No, it's, I was just gonna say so chain of memories, I jumped back into chain of memories since we're okay. kind of just running through a little quick summary. Uh, is the obviously the direct sequel to the first game. Uh, this yes. this platform, it was the Game Boy Advanced, and which I see what you're saying there, Josh. So, and it came out the year. So this was the one that came year after, but different console. Um, however, it is the third game in the timeline. 
Uh, chain of Memories? Chain of Memories? Chain of Memories says, is the second. It's, it says that it's after chain. Hearts by, I have no, Birth by Sleep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 Listen, however it is on the mind map, just, just go with that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it chain of memories takes place immediately after the end of the first game. Okay. 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 Um, and then, yeah, so this one, uh, looks like chain of memories is, I just left the page. Um, it's basically just explaining. Oh, this is going to be mostly Disney characters. It looks like. Yeah, the fun thing about Kingdom Hearts is every game will introduce more Disney characters. Right. Yeah, and that's kind of interesting. Sometimes they'll always go back and they'll add Final Fantasy characters. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no way for Square Enix to have a Final Fantasy game and not add characters from Final Fantasy Seven and Final Fantasy Eight. I mean, even um, Cloud makes his way into the games. Oh, yeah, Cloud, exactly. Cloud, Cloud was in the first one, wasn't he? Cloud's in the first one. He's in the second one. Sephiroth is secret boss in the first two games, mm-hmm. or in the first two numbered games, you know. Um, when you go and you play Birth by Sleep, Zack is in the game, and I think he's the only Final Fantasy character in that game. And Square Enix has no qualms about going into their other titles, because if you've ever played The World Ends With You some of their characters show up in dream drop distance. Okay. And okay. now I think for kingdom hearts three, uh, square Enix has already announced that they're going to be adding characters from big hero six and Rapunzel. So I'm so excited for that. Big hero six looks cool. Mm-hmm. San Fran, Tokyo looks awesome. So <laughs> being able to fly on Baymax's back is going to yeah. be cool. <laughs> I might have to get mm-hmm. it just for that. Um, so that, and that would bring us to kingdom hearts Two, which like you guys were saying, you kind of, this was one that you actually did kind of need to have some exposure to a a non-numbered game for, for continuity sake, as far as some of the back background lore. And you know, it's, you know, it's interesting. The prologue to that game, you don't actually start the game playing as Sora. Mm -mm. You start the game playing as Roxas. And he's my favorite character. And while Which, you have all, you have some story of Roxas in Kingdom Hearts. His legitimate story didn't come for couple years when his game got released. So even that that seems confusing. But again, that wouldn't have been something that you could have went back to Chain of Memories for because that wouldn't have been in there either. Mm-hmm. Do you so want you to sorry go over the concept of what a nobody is. To explain kind of what Roxas is a little bit more? Sure. So nobodies are existences that come about when excuse me. Um when a person's heart is consumed and becomes a heartless. What happens is the heart becomes its own separate entity. That is the heartless of what we know. The body, quote unquote, without a heart morphs into its own separate identity and that's what a no so in the first game when Sora stabs himself with uh uh when Sora stabs himself with Ansem's keyblade and he releases his heart which in turn makes him heartless his body disintegrates but reforms itself later on 
as Roxas. And again, the, I think it's all a misnomer. Right. And what's interesting, kind of the idea that the nobodies have is that they are emotionless. They're supposed to be emotionless, but that gets fudged in a lot of different ways with some of the characters. But they're, they're soulless, maybe? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. I like how, um, I like how the emblem is an upside down heart that's been splintered. Yeah, I think the the symbols of the game are interesting. Um and even that symbol goes back to something else as I learned later in my life, but um, <laughs> And and something it, it within Kingdom Hearts that's, you know, that was that was one of those things I was playing a different game at some point like oh, that's just not right. <laughs> but yeah, no, you uh the heartless symbol is a heart Actually, the heartless symbol to nobody somewhere reversed. Yeah, they are. And it looks um, like the nobodies are a hierarchical form, too. They believe they believe themselves to be because so like they, organi- they have like lower nobodies, and then special, and then replicas, and then obviously the thirteen. Yeah. Right, which well, is the organization thirteen. <gasps> they have gummies. Yeah. They have gummy yeah. nobodies. That's but what is um, that? The thing the thing about nobody well, the thing about nobodies and heartless there are few and far between, to be fair, that have consciousness. So the heartless, like Green said, are for the most part, you know, they're animalistic, completely instinctual in their actions. The nobodies are the nobodies are like taken without a command. They have memories. That's the only. They're, that's that's the biggest feral. difference. They well, they no, kind they of- they are more like zombies. They are mindless drones. Some they need them. some sort of they yeah, they need some sort of guidance. Um, what what are they after though? They are so heartless. Are after heartless are like viruses. They want to produce more heartless. Which they means they want to steal your heart. Yeah, Consume, enhance, replicate. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Nobody's their uh, their innate desire is to become whole again. So there's a great scene in Kingdom Hearts 2 where there are hearts literally falling from the sky and all of the nobodies are reaching at the hearts. And these are all the drones, all of, you know, none of the ones that are doing this are the conscious are the ones with any sort of identity, but their instinct is they need to go and reclaim identity somehow. There's a lot of philosophy and psychology game. That's really fascinating. Yeah. Much more than just the dichotomy of light and dark. (laughs) Yeah. It's the whole matter of morality and choice, and oh, it's great stuff. Especially when you get into the Organization 13's like main objective, yeah, the fact that they want to fill the Kingdom Heart, fill the the place so much that it kind of burst, and that the hearts will fall back down hmm. to the Terra type place that they're on, and then they can consume those and become again and to claim their own. Yeah, lots of complicated. So, in the Kingdom Hearts 
um, universe, is the heart a physical or a metaphysical? Um, it's is are we talking about a figurative heart or is imagery this more of a much wise, more physical thing? Imagery wise, it's actually a physical thing. Um, it's kind of both in the fact that it goes into a metaphysical place, but they are physical things that you see with light and with darkness and all sorts of imagery just because it's a, it's a cartoon based video game. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't know if it was meant to be more of like a manifestation of the soul yes. in a, in a, in a very neat, tidy way that you could make an icon of it. Yes. Um, that. Okay. Okay, yeah, cool. there, and and there are definitely some fun moments. Like I said, like in the beginning of every game, you have a tutorial, and that's where the tutorial takes place within a person's heart. So, in a metaphysical way, that is your representation of the heart. Uh, when when a heart is actively on screen, uh, it could appear as a heart shape, or it'll appear as a glowing ball, mm-hmm. which is you know, then directed or moved about how the story propels it. <laughs> so I see. Yeah. As far as do you want to get into the history of the Keyblade and what the Keyblade is, since it's kind of a, a major player. Okay, so the history of the Keyblade, even for even for me, uh it's still sort of mysterious because despite everything that we've gotten in the game series, it's not been completely explained. What we know about the Keyblade is that it is made in imitation of a Keyblade and Key being the Greek letter key. Um, it's yeah. It, and yeah. the key, the Keyblade. So the, the iconic Keyblade of the game uh, looks like uh, I don't even know what type of key. I don't know keys. It's like a it's like a basic skeleton key. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a key, but the pro- the teeth are forming a crown. Yes. Um. That is the generic keyblade that anybody who's aware of Kingdom Hearts knows what it looks like. Um. The keyblade being the the keyblade prime. Let's. Go again call, with this. Can we call it the X-Blade? Because that is what it... it... Okay, well, the X-Blade. Um, the X-Blade in structure looks like two kingdom keys, which is the name of Sora's Keyblade. It looks like two kingdom keys melded together with... Uh, God, I don't know what the word for this is. Uh, uh, the blade... The actual X- blade portion. The what? The the blade portion of the weapon. Yeah. What about that's uh, just usually the the blade so and then the, the shaft. No, no, no. Like I I have a word. So okay, there's the pommel and the, the hilt of the blade, and then you have the X where the two key blades intersect. The cross guard. And then after, it's kind of the cross guard, but it doesn't act like one. It's basically an extension of the blade. So you have the tip of the blade. And then extending from that tip is the cross of the two keyblades. Mm-hmm. And then that goes into the hilt itself. So it's just like a super long, ridiculous so, Final so like Fantasy the ba- blade. Uh, okay, so like the basic anatomy of the sword, you start if you start at the point, you have the point, the blade, the fuller, 
the guard, the grip, the pommel, and then usually what's called like a peen block. Uh, if you have a peen block, sometimes you don't have to have those, but like that's, so like, I think what you're talking about is in between like where the fuller is like the fuller Mm -hmm. to the cross guard piece. I'm I'm trying, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying, I'm trying to understand what we're. It, it's just it, it, see this is the exact issue with this weapon <laughs> even the x-blade is unique yeah it like because like the the x-blade which i i'm assuming is the the first keyblade right the the really basic one that has the mickey mouse logo on the, mm, the chain that no. okay so if you look in the if you look in the discord chat i actually linked a picture of it cool this is what the x-blade looks like um and it, it oh dear like god a, that's not what i was looking at okay yeah. So what we are, what we know of is the what it's called the Kingdom Key, and that is the keyblade that Sora uses, and Mickey has in reverse colors. That's the one that we're typically aware of. That can be considered a basic keyblade. This is so the Kingdom Key. It's like so. So for those listening and not able to look <laughs> at this picture, uh, it if you if you look up the basic Kingdom Keyblade, right. It's like two of those have been merged to their sides. And then so that you have two handles and then basically they're crossed. So you have an X, which is, I'm assuming, kind of where the name is. But then it further extends out to make another sword and then to kind of, I guess it looks like to kind of counterbalance the extension of the fuller in the blade even further they've added on to where normally you would have a full, it's usually called the fuller, uh, which is usually the place where in a sword, if anyone's familiar with the sword, it's usually where you have like the blood channel and the blood, the bloodletting channel, um, the blood groove. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's or the blood groove basically to keep your sword from getting stuck. Um, there or a fort, uh, or a forte, I guess if you want, that's usually where it is, but They've they've kind of extended that, and there's also a it looks like a a circle kind of that's been placed over it. It's I mean it's a very ornate sword, um, but extremely impractical. It also the <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm just looking at this going how how in the nine you want to you want to know you want to know where the individual this? holds it from. <laughs> I, individual I, I'm who, really curious, actually, because where the the individual who actually holds this wields it from right where the two hilts blend together. But that doesn't. And okay. he holds it with he holds it with one arm and he easily swings it with one arm. Yay, Final Fantasy. <sighs> he holds it over. His I blame head. Final Fantasy for that one. So, like, yeah. I mean, OK, so. Oh, Aren't very uh, uh, realistic, but yeah, I but mean yes, that's where even, the uh, Final Fantasy piece. even amongst even amongst Keyblades, this one is to a whole new level in terms of design, importance, all of that. Um, <clears throat> because there's only one Keyblade that looks like, and again, I don't know keys. What what does a typical key look like? I know it's not a skeleton key. <laughs> there's a name for these things. No, uh, there's actually there's actually a term for that type of key. It's called a lever a lever lock key is what it's called. Um, Are you talking about the basic key? The, the yeah. yeah, yeah, the, yeah, okay. the, the base to open my house. So, no, no, but all if you look through Kingdom Hearts through the iconography of of the whole franchise, 
it's all uh, lever lock keys. Yeah, you know, like there's there's one all key. of them. There's one key that is different, and if I could find f- an image of Fenrir, I there's not. It's like also a, called Fenrir, so let's just let's just drop that one in there. Let's let's just you know enjoy that for a second. So while he's looking for that one, the other thing that's super keyblades in general is that there was a whole war based off of keyblades in one of the extended un- universe or not extended universe but extended games and the whole premise of this this keyblade the x blade is the fact that it can only be made when equal parts light battles equal parts dark and it can only be formed then so that created this whole need for people to do this giant war to try to destroy each other to create this balanced perfect balanced sword which ironically would not be perfect balance if you held it just because it's that design yeah i've okay so fenrir's uh sword thing that looks more like a club um It does. I'm sorry. This this is like this is like it looks like a car key. So it kind of looks like icebreaker. Yeah, I mean, it looks. Yeah. That looks more like yeah. that. Actually, looks more like a skeleton key. But anyway, okay. Anyways, so the the problem that I'm having wrapping my brain around this is that I actually used to make blades. So I'm like, I'm like, that doesn't balance Mm-mm. right at all Mm-mm. um it it does if a cartoon's gonna hold it I, well that's what that's that was my that was my cursing at final like, fantasy there f- for a minute it's like cloud sword oh god yeah don't 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 even get me started on that i actually watched a video someone made that yeah they they're out, out of metal some oh god but okay, so, so anyways, anyways, so Finrear's <laughs> Finrear's blade, you're saying this blade is the only keyblade that doesn't have a lever lock key at the end. It's actually it actually looks yeah, like a sword. Is, this is the only keyblade that doesn't have teeth, quote unquote. Okay. This is the only keyblade that looks like a car key. Yeah, it looks okay, like a okay. key. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, yeah, I can a see pin that. type key. Yeah. It's still yeah. considered a keyblade, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's just... no, it's yeah, it's it's absolutely still considered a keyblade. It's it's just unique on a whole, you know, it's unique in design. Mm-hmm. Um, every other keyblade, okay, even the super ridiculously ornate ones, not being the X blade, are all uh, skeletal or the other. I forgot. I'm so lever lock. Lever lock, yes. Which is like the 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 iconic symbol for a key mm-hmm. um that's the symbol that you put all up when you look for a key mm-hmm. for maps and whatnot and if i really mm-hmm. wanted to if i really wanted to ruin blue's existence i would just keep linking keyblades oh like- no i've i i tried i tried to spend an afternoon like i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna try to be knowledgeable about keyblades because that's like something you know i'm like okay swords i can i can probably talk a little nope nope uh uh-uh. uh, I got like halfway through the list. I'm like, I'm done. I'm I don't even know what this is anymore. Yeah. So so real quick, just to for Josh, um, what makes a skeleton key a skeleton key is that some of the grooves have been filed down so that it works on more than one lock. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's essentially it 
it works better with a pen and tumbler style, but it could be any, almost any kind of key, but it's just one that's been kind of, you know, tampered with so that it can, uh, so they can open a bunch of different stuff. I should say, and this is something I should have said right from the beginning when we started talking about keyblades. I, I think they might all be lever lock design, but the, the pragmatic use of keyblades are skeletal because mm-hmm. keyblades have the ability to open any lock of any which kind in the series and close them and lock yes, up and, and okay. close them. So they, they, in addition to being weapons, they actually have a, a door locking and unlocking mechanic. Yes. And that's, that's what follows suit with the key, with the X blade, rather the X blade mm-hmm. is, the X blade is, uh, is sentient to some degree because it is the counterpart to kingdom hearts. And so the only way that the truest form of kingdom hearts can be accessed, uh, can be accessed is through unlocking via the X blade. So whoever made Keyblades when he started making them, made them in full imitation of the X Blade, so they can unlock and lock and X Y and Z. And their major purpose is to uh, lock or unlock hearts, which is why they work so well against Heartless because they are not only cleansing the Heart of Darkness, but they are once again locking them away from darkness. So it's it's also not just doors; it's a metaphysical opening as well. That red yes. versus blue just popped in my head. Um, yeah. So, like in the game, you go and you find a treasure chest. You'll use your keyblade to open the treasure chest. Um, but there are significant story elements to the game where one person will be unlocking another person's heart. Ah. So <laughs> let's go to a slightly easier topic. Can we? I'm, yeah, let's jump. I'm trying to. So I think you wanted to kind of point out. So we're we're talking about Keyblades, um, but we want to talk about a little bit about the people who wield them. I think, Green, you wanted to kind of distinguish between those. Right. So there's a progress that happens in the story in the different stories where there's basically a master and an apprentice. Um, for in the early games, you find out that Mickey is the apprentice to here's drum roll, please. Uh, the sorcerer from Sorcerer's Apprentice. So he's the apprentice. <laughs> he's he's the he's nice. a wielder. But he doesn't become a master until he does his apprenticeship with the sorcerer. And then uh, the character in that early game, I can't remember his name. Is it Ben? I want to say it's Ben. Yeah. So Vin and Vanitas. Yeah. Oh, Ven, Ventus, Ventus, Aqua, and Terra. Sorry. Yeah, I so just Ventus, out. Yeah, Ventus is the, the light <clears throat> character that you beginning of that. He is studying under Master Ericus. Yes. And him, uh, Aqua and Terra are all studying under them and they're they're practicing being wielders and then and you find out that Aqua, during her final test, because Aqua versus off against Terra, 
during their final test that Aqua is accepted to be considered a master and Terra is not, which kind of sets off the whole story. So Blue, have you seen Star Wars? Yes. Terra is Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. And that is literally all you need to know of Birth by Sleep. But, okay, Anakin. Okay, yeah. Is there pod racing? Yes. Nice. Okay, Do now, now this is a completely speculative question, but given that Disney bought the Star Wars franchise, is it possible we could see some Star Wars characters in here at some point? Yes, I think that's confirmed, isn't it? Well, All right! Given we have yet to see any Pixar films in this game, I doubt it. Why wouldn't that was confirmed? I thought that that was, yeah, I'd I'd love to. I would love to as well, but I remember that Xemnas's weapons like lightsabers to begin with. But Jar Jar is so a nobody. (laughs) 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 Right. Um, I I do want to say though, uh, and this is separate and yet related to the topic at hand. Um, Kingdom Hearts has a lot of great voice acting in this game. Mm-hmm. And from a lot of people that maybe, you know, maybe people would not expect them to be in the game. Um, just the main characters themselves. Uh, Haley Joe Osment plays Sora. David Gallagher plays Riku. And Hayden Panettiere plays Kyrie. But you've had other actors like Leonard Nimoy, who has voiced Master Xehanort for two games. Mark Hamill voices Master Ericus. Um Christopher Lee voiced Ansem the Wise. So What? Yeah, mm-hmm. this this game has what? gotten big name people and it's it's fantastic. They are Dude, doing you get, in the next game. Yay. When you get Christopher Lee to do a voice <laughs> in your video game, you've you've arrived. Mm-hmm. I'm so. Uh, I was gonna say I'm somehow wondering why Mark Hamill's not part of your theory, mm-hmm. but Mark Hamill does voice acting all the time. But yeah, Mark no, it, it has great, great voice acting in this game. It's just a good game. I. It's a game that kids can play. It's not. If you want to get into the complicated stuff, you can get into the complicated stuff. If you don't, you don't have to. You're literally fighting bad guys to save, like your. Disney friends from your childhood. What more do you want? I mean, it's awesome. Toy Story I, to be in the game. I, That's I, what I, want. I want a really complicated looking sword. Mm. Oh, wait, wait. I got it. You Never got mind. Mm-hmm. See, that's it. That's you, it. I'm you want it. a really impractical looking key or a really complicated looking sword? One or the other. Oh, wait, they're the same no, one. No, no, wait, they're the same one. Hey, I'm... I can't open this door. Just hit it with the key blade. Oh, wait, it just. Wait, wait. You, you don't even that have to hit it. Work. You just have to point yeah. it at it. I heard no, the it's, next it's Kingdom so Hearts, more they're just going to gonna be it. hitting each other with, uh, with key fobs from new Volkswagens. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be switchblades now with the little. Uh, beep, beep. You know the little yeah. keys, the car, the new car key design that has the little flip out. Yeah. You want to get cut? I oh, open gosh. you up. Josh is getting back at you. Um, no, that's not a sword. That's a club. 
It's an that's, axe. That, that's that's like a bludgeoning that. tool. No, that that's a not. that. There's a term for that. It's a cudgel. Cut, yeah. Okay. Um, no, I'm gonna have to go with Justin on that one. That that is a cudgel. That, that's a just, cudgel. Just one last thing before we before we escape keyblade. Every keyblade does have a keychain on it. Yeah. I was uh, noted. Yeah, and that's that's not just uh, a design. Uh, a design choice. Keychains actually reflect an individual or the world from which you got the keyblade. Mm-hmm. Um, Doesn't uh, Soros have Mickey Mouse head on it? Yeah, Soros has Mickey's on it, and I think that's a dual reason. I think it's because the original protagonist of the game in concept was supposed to be Mickey. Um, but it also matches Mickey's inverse Kingdom Key as well. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, but yeah, every every character or every keyblade has a different keychain, um, and if they're not uh, obvious in terms of their meaning, you know, there's obviously something else behind it. I mean, Terravan and Aqua, their keychains one is stone, one is wind, and one is a raindrop. Mm-hmm. If you don't know Latin, you don't know why that's significant to each character. Okay, yeah, I know Aqua. Exactly. Aqua's the drop. And like I said, in terms of... uh... (laughs) Wheezy Blue is the best blue. (laughs) Aqua's got the drop of water. I guess... Aqua means water. (laughs) I was proud of myself because I knew something. Get out of here. (laughs) Go read a book. Tara's probably the stone. Read a book. (laughs) That's funny. Well, yeah, uh, and sorry. like I said, the the naming, the naming conventions, you know, uh, Terravan and Aqua again. That could be easy if you're aware of the language, um, but that is also uh, those names are also reflected with Riku, Sora, and Kairi because they have the same meaning just in a different language. Okay, and so you you might understand how certain characters relate. So Riku is uh for all intents and purposes he is the apprentice to Terra because Terra had uh Terra had commenced a sort of inheritance ceremony with Riku when Riku was a child. And so Terra had already chosen him to be his successor long before Riku even had access to the Keyblade. So that it's it's sort of like many layers of uh of connections between characters. I mean the connections between Ven, uh, between Ventus and Sora are, you know, Ventus is in Sora, or Sora helped him out, or all these, you know, it, it gets wild. But this is why names are sort of important in this game. I believe Ventus is like, uh, uh, so he's before Sora. Sora is a soul soul split of Ventus or a descendant. Sort. Uh, I really think it's a providential thing. For Soren Ventus, uh, they don't come from the same place. Uh, ironically, Sora actually comes from Sora, Riku, Sora and Riku. I'm sorry. Uh, they both come from the same world as the major antagonist in the saga. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any of them really know that or care. So I don't really think the connection between Sora and Ventus is anything more than fate, as it were. However, Ventus and Vanitas are actually related. Vanitas 
darkness from Vin, Vin at the beginning when Ventus is has his the dark side of him pulled out. Yes. And Vanitas in Latin literally means, I believe, like it's the morbid aspect of things. So skulls, death, that it's, type of thing. Yeah, it's it's I mean it's vanity, it's emptiness. He's uh as a character, uh Vanitas has he has no ability to even empathize with another person. So is it is it true? Is it Ventas and Vanitas that were ripped apart? Yes. By uh, Xenohort from <laughs> from from his apprentice. Did I just kill someone because I knew something? Yes. I was yeah, in the middle. Blue of died eating of a, shock. I was in the middle of eating a bagel when you said Xenohort. Xenohort. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Which again, these names. If you if you take the X away from that name, you it spells out no heart. <laughs> yeah. For, nice. They just have, for some reason, they have meanings. I don't know why. But uh, I like so, Xenohort. So you're okay. So we'll, Xenohort, if we're going to call him that, even though that's how will you actually pronounce it? Is is that it was Xenohort? Zahanort. It's it's Zahanort. Zahanort. Yeah. Oh, I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. And then Ericus. Those two are the... <laughs> I did say it wrong. <laughs> uh, those two are the the original two that kind of start off the whole universe story where everybody splits and everything. And then the... Oh, God. Now you have it in my head, Justin. <laughs> I'm sorry. <sighs> he does that. I was saying... He does that. I, I was swear. <laughs> I was saying it from memory, okay? So, so okay. We'll just call him X, Master X. He shows up later in the games multiple times. <laughs> yes, um, he is the major antagonist of what the developers of the game have called the Dark Seeker Saga, and so he comes up in many different forms because he has many different uh, iterations that follow his primary existence. When he dies, he <clears throat> he has done enough so that there will be certain events in the future that happen according to his plan. And a couple of those revolve uh, incarnations of his being born again to further along his plans. Mm-hmm. He comes back at the end of the series or at the end of what we know so far. Yeah. And he, yeah, he takes over Terra, unfortunately, too. That's a fun part of that. Just kind of steals Terra away from everybody. So that Anakin Skywalker thing, that's where that comes into play. But, yeah, that's extended universe. <laughs> All of this seems to be extended universe. Well, it's just to me. To me, it seems like this game has different different layers of complexity for players to dive into. You know, it definitely seems like if you just play Kingdom Hearts One and Kingdom Hearts Two, that's completely okay. That works. You can probably get a full story. Um, you know, for the surface level dive at least. 
but then if you really, really, really am curious about, you know, these different characters in this universe and stuff like that, it sounds like, you know, you know, in, in normal Square Enix fashion, this has been built out very, very mm-hmm. detailed. And it, you know, then, you know, just kind of to point to this entire conversation too. I mean, like, you know, the entire conversation of the keychain or the, you know, the keychain and the significance is connected to the keyblade and the name of the wielder of that keyblade. You know, it, it's, it's pointing to a lot of forethought on the producer's part. And also, you know, again, you don't have to know the full story to understand that 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 blade is, you know, uh, a certain blade because of this significance of this term or this, you know, this reflection of that person, blah, blah, blah. You could just know that that blade works really well for this. You know, you can have different levels of understanding. And, and that's kind of, a, you know, I'm to bring it kind of back to, you know, destiny as well destiny you there are different levels or actually any game to be honest there are different levels of understanding and different levels of how far down the rabbit hole you want to go and it you know that's what i've kind of my my summary of this episode you know being a person who knows pretty much next to nothing other than they have really unrealistic looking blades and it's very frustrating um other than that you know my understanding of this universe is pretty pretty limited uh, but it, you know, that's, that's what I just keep hearing is this reiteration of this universe is extremely detailed. This universe is very, very well constructed, but at the same time, it's beautifully constructed in a way that if you don't want to spend a lot of time going through, you know, 10 different games, 12 different games, I can't remember how many, but like, if you don't want to go through every single game to know this backstory of that one character that, you know, you, you might miss if you didn't play these games, that doesn't affect, it it doesn't affect your, your enjoyment of the main game, quote unquote, main game. You know, you could argue which game's the main game. But the the numbered titles, right? Kingdom Heart One, Kingdom Heart Two, and the upcoming because Kingdom Heart Three is the one that's coming out soon ish, right? Am I remembering that correctly? Uh, We hope. Well, I mean, it's it it has not already come out. No. Okay. It is the next one to come out. Okay, it's going to be the next one to be released. The numbered titles, though, it's nice to have, but it's not necessary to have played technically the other titles this next one might be a little bit difficult to understand as far okay. as story-wise what's going on Just simply because, because of the development of, yeah because you don't exactly see uh x it's, master it, x come back at the end and you don't know who he is if you haven't it's basically the the culmination of the entire yeah, definitely the combination of the series. So is it is it meant to be the ending? Just I mean, it's meant to be the it's meant to be the ending. As far as we know, it's meant to be the ending of this saga. Okay. Now the the game creator has long since had has long since had plans for future installments and future sagas that are away from these first eight games. Okay. So, like you said, you can have a you can have a 
great enjoyment of the game and have a very concise story if you play one and two, or if you play one Chain of Memories and two, if you want to be really specific. Um, but a person who's only played the numbered titles will be, in my opinion, utterly lost playing Kingdom Hearts 3. Well, and, that, can and watch... that definitely makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. that makes sense. Because it's been what? You can... I mean, 2000... It's 2017 now in the first It's game. been 15 years. I was about to say, this yeah, the is, first game. This is a long time. Yeah. This, year, this year is the 15-year anniversary. Yeah, so, so. It's, it's, a, it's a long building series. And yeah. whereas with, you know, the first title, or Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2... Those were those were kind of the 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 front runners, if you would. This is kind of the like I guess what you guys are saying. This is where all the strings are coming back. All the strings are coming back into the knot, and this is going to tie off this entire story plot for this particular saga, as far as it appears. We hope. Okay, that makes sense. So you have you have maybe a year. To finish every single one of these eleven games or ten games, go. It's not too. It's actually not too hard. I mean, games. I I could play Kingdom Hearts one, and probably, I know I could do it. Maybe playing an hour or two a day in a week. So it's not Don't super tempt long because I have you could a do P- it. I have a PS two sitting over here. You could do it. It's not that long of a game. Challenge well, blue. I, I will say, <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I will say that the good thing about the Kingdom Hearts series, and again, it, I, I'm going to sound wrong, fortunately, only for Sony, but I kind of wish it stayed on Sony. Mm-hmm. Um, the if I you have a PlayStation that. Four, if you have a PlayStation Four, or if you. If for some reason, somehow, Green and I got you really excited to play the series and you really want to play the entire series, get a PS4 if you don't have one. On March 28th comes out a compilation called Kingdom Hearts 1.5 2.5. This has six games in it. Mm-hmm. Four of them playable. The other two are cinematic films of the game. Oh, that's which cool. Is, which is to say... They're all the cutscenes that are in these games, and the reason is the games that are the games that are cinematic were either not easy to port or nobody wanted them ported. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Again, Roxas is my favorite character. Kingdom Hearts 358 Days Over Two had a great story, but I wanted to vomit playing that game because it was terrible gameplay. absolutely horrible (laughs) horrible that game did not need to get redone but as cinematic it is great because you can sit down for three hours and watch it i believe there's probably i think there's some cinematic movies of them on where somebody's pulled all the cutscenes. yeah yeah which most games i'd be surprised if there wasn't something out there so is that and to be to 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 reiterate that is only going to be on the PS4. Yes, the 1.5 2.5 collection will only be on the PS4. Uh the 2.8 that just came out uh early or at the end of at the end of January, that includes uh that includes a whole new game 
which is actually the prologue to Kingdom Hearts 3. That is also only on Sony. Uh, Sony. So if you wanted to get the whole Kingdom Hearts experience, wait until the end of the month, and you can buy 1.5, 2.5, and you can buy 2.8 if you haven't already. You have... Oh, let me count. <laughs> you have six games to play, and you mm-hmm. have three cinematic movies to watch. And that is... 99% of everything you need to know before playing Kingdom Hearts 3. And I've got one console to buy. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't just have PS4 to begin with, but hey. Yeah, sure. I'm telling Halo. you that Halo! <laughs> You're talking to two Halo players. <laughs> I know. I just... Listen... I've talked with you people for almost two hours, and I haven't heard the word plasma grenade once. <laughs> well, it's just interesting to me that they're going to bring it. They're going to bring, you know, this is just my just my mind, but they that they would bring Kingdom Hearts three to Xbox one, but not the rest of any them. of them. Be- is you know to to the point of what you're saying you know josh Josh, is if you're gonna need all this knowledge going into kingdom hearts 3 whoa that's a disservice to the people playing it on the xbox because you know some of some of them might be like me and i've never played Mm -hmm. any of them simply because they've they've been a sony exclusive like you know it's nothing against that it's just mm-hmm. I've never had access to it. It's like you know saying, "Oh, hey, Final Fantasy is now on Xbox," which it is. But, but you know, like, but that doesn't really build on. Like, it's not gonna. It doesn't sound like it's so inherently important to know that history. To me, that that's just an odd. I don't know. Well, it's an odd thing. It's a. It's kind of a disservice to the story. Right. Right. That's what else, I mean. That's because- what I mean. The new people will pick up the game and play it, and they'll just enjoy it going forward, but they'll be missing out on a bunch of the context within. Yeah, no, don't don't get me wrong. I, I think that if that were the case, then I think when they started, uh, when they first started doing the remakes, because the 1.5 remake and the 2.5 remake originally came out on the PlayStation 3. Okay. By, okay. That, by that time, though... If I recall, yeah, they it might have already, already it might have already been announced, however, that Kingdom Hearts 3 was going to be on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. I'm not entirely sure about that. Um, yeah, because I, I, I just did a quick search on Kingdom Hearts on the Xbox One and one of the one of the developers when he was asked about it, his his point back, his rebuttal to it was they don't wanna they don't wanna delay the release of Kingdom Hearts three any further. <laughs> And so in order in order to release the the ports over onto the Xbox as well would it sounds like impact that timeline. So and you know for Kingdom Hearts fans if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan you're probably a Sony player, you're probably a PlayStation player. Yeah, already. you're probably like you know I mean, a, And it's I don't it's know. really hard because this is this has been a game that we've been waiting for since 2005 when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out. Because when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out, 
there were none of these other auxiliary games except for Chain of Memories. So uh, there were okay. there were secret endings, and I, I'll link you the secret endings for the after show so you guys can watch them. Uh, there were secret endings to Kingdom Hearts 2 that were great. They were absolutely phenomenal, but we thought it was Kingdom Hearts 3. Little did we know, Kingdom Hearts 3 wasn't going to come out for another. So for, for the fans, it is really like... No offense, we can't wait any longer. Right? No, I mean, I and I totally hear you on that. Front. And, I mean, yeah. And I think on the other side, and again, part of me is just like they should just always keep it. Like it's, it's not that it's always been on Sony because some of these smaller games have been on Nintendo, specifically Nintendo handhelds. Yeah, but it's one of those things where it's like you never made the jump to Microsoft. There has never been a reason to. Outside of, let's just say it, outside of your own greed. Like there's, there, and it is, it's, it's very wrong to then not have the 1.5, 2.5 collection and the 2.8 collection not come out for Xbox. It, right. it makes yeah. no sense. Well, so, mm-hmm. no, go ahead. Yeah, I think, I think they'll probably be available later. As as add-ons, it's. I mean, it's very possible they did what? What was that uh, one that they did? That was the rare collection or the yeah well, yeah yeah the rare re, the rare replay. replay yeah yeah. So I think makes sense. You've got to make you've got to make people who have the word exclusive in front of you know their purchase. You got to make them feel special. You know, yeah. Got to have them feel special. So you know how I feel special. The 1.5 and the 2.5, they gave me pins. I don't really feel so special about getting a pin just for buying a Kingdom Hearts game. I love the game, but... Mm-hmm. Well, we, ha- we have a pins, and he's awesome. <laughs> oh, come on, pins. <laughs> I fell for that one. Oh, man. So, uh, is there any any wrapping up statement on summary other than well, I go one. look at the mind map I did a tweet <laughs> I did a, a wrap up tweet what up so 140 characters in Kingdom Hearts episode recap keyblades are dot 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 Disney is awesome Final Fantasy is awesome Soul slash hearts boy that's the tweet that I, I just stopped listening after you, you explained what my feelings on Keyblades were. Yeah. <laughs> they're blades. They just have... They're the, not... They're, 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 blades. They're, they're, they're blades, and I'm going to link you every interesting-looking Keyblade I can think of. Oh, I'll totally take that. I love interesting fantasy weapons. It's just one of those things where it's like, I don't understand how that's a sword. How does that I cut just anything? want a game it's where a round, they're all made it's a round out of weapon. Yeah, it's a like so, it's one of made out of spoons. Let's just say that it's a <laughs> spoon blade. Spoon blade. The sports blade. The spoon blade. It's just a metaphysical. That one's pretty. Metaphysical doesn't actually cut anything. It's just there to open things. Open up almost heart. It's almost like um, it's, it's the term is an avatar because that's for a person, but it's like a 
it's a ceremonial, you know, like physical object with supernatural type powers. And it's not and that it, it's not that it's a practical practical cutting implement. But but it's, that's the way it's presented. But so are magic wands, but you don't actually no, stab wands, anybody. Wands, no. Oh no. No. Oh, bibbidi bobbidi blue. Bibbidi bobbidi blue. Um no, wands are never meant as a melee weapon though. Okay, wands, what about wand- an athame? What about an athame? I don't even know what an athame is. What is this? Did you just make up a word? <laughs> no, it's a thing. Look it up. I know what anathema is. It's like, yeah, it's like no. anathema. Athame. A T H. Oh, A T H. Yeah. Is that like anime but from Athens? No, it's No, a, I see it's it. A, I see it. Hang on. Yeah, but that's a ceremonial sword. Still? But it, it's not a cer- actually, ceremonial it's not actually, sword. Not, which wait, which one are we talking this, about? There's a lot of different yeah. ones. So, okay, there's well, there's an athame and there's a bowling. Um anathame is never used to cut. It's just meant to cut metaphysically. Same thing with a keyblade. It's not meant to actually cut. It's meant to cut metaphysically. <laughs> no, 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 because yeah, they actually do. Because when I played it a little bit, you actually did cut things with the keyblade. Green, I think you forgot the fact that Cor- uh, that Sora cuts through several buildings with his keyblade. I'm trying to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just shush our guest? I did. I did. I was trying to make it better for Blue, and it's just not going to work. Not going to happen. For clarification, I do know what a ceremonial blade is. I did not know that it it was called an anathema. Sorry, I'm not not well versed on my ancient Greek. No worries. I've never heard of that word, and I studied ancient Greek. (laughs) There. I feel better. I feel so much better. Thank you. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I don't know that word, and I had Greek food once. All right. I'm I'm, I'm, going to go to my local – I'm going to go to my dictionary online and look up what the hell this word is. Athame? It's – I don't don't know how to – How do you spell this? A-T-H-A-M-E. A T H A N E. Oh, M E. Oh, M E. My God. If it it has a tilde over the top of it, so it's got that A sound. Oh, Anasame. But you know us. Do I not say better? It's generally okay. So for those of you who may or may not know it's as far as modern day uses of it people use it as a ceremonial oh it's from latin uh, it's not from greek yeah Um, it's from tavis sorry Uh uh-huh it's been used in the modern day as kind of a wicca wiccan type thing witchcraft type thing as far as the people what is this athame no i know but when i look it up in latin it gives me the Oh, yeah, and the other one is a bowl, and a bowling is actually cut with. It's also a ceremonial dagger, but you actually carve with that one. Which one was that one? Um, Bowling, B-O-L-E-E-N. And anathema. Anathema. A votive offering set up at a (laughs) 
See, found- that's that's actually funny because that's actually one of the words that's in the Banshee, Banshee face laser card in it's Destiny. Also, a name of a gun, Bolin Gemini. Oh, I was thinking anathema, but yes. Yeah. Anyways, we've gotten off on some yes. really odd Greek. No, tangent. no, I think we're good here. I, I think, think we're. I think our, we're back into in my familiar territory. Let's talk about yes. etymology a bit more. I can I can actually contribute to this. Okay, so so uh, so shout outs shout outs ah uh, ah, uh, Josh mm-hmm. go. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I have shout outs. I didn't know about that. Um, yeah. How many well, times uh, have you been on the show? <laughs> uh, you know, you know, I've counted. It's six. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> <laughs> You've done this a few times. <laughs> and I still don't have shout outs. Um, no, thank you guys for having me on once again. I thoroughly enjoy doing this. So anytime I can come on is great. Green, what about you? I just want to thank Josh for coming in and helping me with this one. Because, yeah, this one would have been a beast to do without any anybody else to help. Considering that. <laughs> Justin we and love uh, you too. Lou over here. Yeah, I, well, I see. I play the quiet straight man in the background a lot of the time, intersecting every once in a while with a jab. It's kind of nice to be able to talk a little bit more officially uh, about something. I love it when you go ham. It's a, it's a sight to see. Yeah, I'm glad you guys can't see. <laughs> Justin, like, what about you? Like what about Justin's shout outs? Yeah, shout outs. Shout outs. Go. Oh, shout outs. Uh <laughs> great big shout out. Great big shout out to uh you know, Donald Duck because tantrums. Um and also McClan, DOD Chatter White Crew. Um and uh also gonna do it gonna do it two weeks running. Iggy the iguana. Big shout out to Iggy the Iguana. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, my uh, reminder that next month, well, most of March, well, March's extra lore topic is going to be a discussion on the universe of Portal. And so obviously the entire Portal series, uh, which in turn does kind of include some of Half-Life for those of you who enjoy that that dive into craziness um other than that just big shout out thank you again josh for jumping on as always we appreciate you taking the time out of your out of your schedule and jumping and joining us for the conversation with that we'll begin to wrap the chat up thank you again to those over on twitch for coming to spend your evening with us if you'd like to join us please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focus fire chat links to all our other sites can also be found with our episode archives over on www.focusfirechat.com thank you again demi for jumping into the chat I really appreciate having you i'll be sure to get your links all put into the show notes for anyone who wishes to continue this conversation with you please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any feedback or questions for the team concerning the podcast and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback on itunes or through that email as well reminder we do try to stream a recap of the month-long extra lore conversations in the first week of each month month. But 
if we have any variations, we always make sure to let everyone know through our Twitter account at FocusFireChat. Also, be sure to check out our partner podcast within the Guardian Radio Network over on theguardiansofdestiny.com. So, until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright. much sense it makes so much sense what does the double handle <laughs> why how does the double handle make any oh that's kind of cool he's he's just being silly <laughs> well no so so the the double handled one that that's the only one that actually gets held by two people at the same time <laughs> that makes even less sense what <laughs> they have one sword oh my god i'm done so-